Good morning. It is seven minutes after the hour. Brian Hansen, engineering, pushing the buttons, making things happen. Brian, the uh, hurricane is uh, wreaking havoc in Florida. Yes, it is. Well, and, it's, huh? it's it's on the way. Well, yeah. It's about to, yeah. But it's already wreaking havoc. People are leaving in droves, trying to find someplace safe to go. And um, as a public service announcement, I thought I would take uh, a, a really a page from President Biden's book uh, to help people in Florida to understand what they need to do. Okay. Because you have to have a list of priorities. You know? Yes, absolutely. Boarding up the windows, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but here you go. This is uh, most important. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or a natural disaster hits. Let me be clear. So if you're listening to us uh, via the Internet or whatever, and uh, you're in Florida, drop the hammer, get rid of the saw, get in your car, head to the nearest drugstore, and see if you can get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Yes. That's a, when you whisper it, it has more effect. It's kind of a public service announcement. Because uh-huh. a lot of you know times people are just like, what do I do? Oh, my gosh, this thing is it's coming. coming. Yeah. Let's uh, just, drop and go get a vac- vaccine. Forget the sandbags. <laughs> get the vaccine. You got to have. <laughs> you got to have priorities. Who wrote that? <laughs> I really. Somebody sat down. He was reading it. Somebody sat down and wrote that out for him. And uh, with all um, trying to be upfront here, that video was from about a year ago when he was receiving a briefing from FEMA. <laughs> but, but still, it, it's still, yeah, it's like, you know, come the, on, really? If, if there's a hurricane, get vaccinated. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> that's the most important thing to do. Yes, you you got to have your priorities. Good Lord. Um, and while we're talking about the president, maybe the, the vice president. She apparently was uh, <laughs> talked to the Australian Prime Minister and uh, floated these pearly words of wisdom. But it is significant that we are here together in Tokyo, um, in that we also share a common goal and bond as it relates to our dedication to peace and security in the Indo Pacific and the work that we will continue to do to ensure that we are guided by what we are joined in in terms of uh, international rules and norms around the importance of peace, security, and prosperity for the Indo-Pacific. So I look forward to our conversation. I'm just good to see you. I hope What the hell did she just say? Oh, we are, you know, remember that commercial for the insurance company? It's the good hands, people. (laughs) Well, those are the hands we're in. Oh, and those are the hands we were dealt. Unbelievable. All right, uh, 874-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-who
I would argue, Brian, a pretty impressive... I know. I, I listened to that yesterday, and although I wouldn't use the exact same words um, if I were to meet my maker, it raises some interesting questions, and I thought maybe it would be interesting for the listeners to also contribute if they were able to meet their maker. What would you say to him? Yeah, I'm also curious to see what um, what they think of Stephen Fry's response. What's their answer to this? Yeah, this is um, this is uh, really um, thought provoking. So here we go. Suppose what Oscar believed in as he died, in spite of your protestations. Suppose it's all true, mm. and you walk up to the pearly gates, and you are confronted by God. What will Stephen Fry say to him, her, or it? I will basically, that is the Odyssey, I think, I, I'll say, bone cancer in children? What's that about? How dare you? How dare you create a world in which there is such misery that is not our fault? It's not right. It's utterly, utterly evil. Why should I respect a capricious, mean-minded, stupid God who creates a world which is so full of injustice and pain? That's what I'd say. And you think you're going to get in no, on that? but I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to get in on his terms. They're wrong. Now, if I died and it was, it was Pluto, Hades, and if it was the 12 Greek gods, then I would have more truck with it because the Greeks were... They didn't pretend not to be human in their appetites and in their capriciousness and in their unreasonableness. They didn't present themselves as being all-seeing, all-wise, all-kind, all-beneficent. Because the God who created this universe, if it was created by God, is quite clearly a maniac. Utter maniac. Totally selfish. Totally... We have to spend our life on our knees thanking him? What kind of God would do that? Yes, the world is very splendid, but it also has in it insects whose whole life cycle is to burrow into the eyes of children and make them blind. They eat outwards from the eyes. Why? Why did you do that to us? You could easily have made a, a creation in which that didn't exist. It is simply not acceptable. So, you know, atheism is not just about not believing there is a, is not believing there's a God, but on the assumption that there is one, what kind of God is he? It's perfectly apparent that he is monstrous, utterly monstrous, and deserves no respect whatsoever. The moment you banish him, your life becomes simpler, purer, cleaner, more worth living, in my opinion. That sure is the longest answer to that question that I ever got in this entire series. Well, what do you think of that answer? 874-9390. Or 800-529-5572. He actually thinks if, if, if we're created by a god, he's pretty evil. And he really made some pretty interesting points. And if there is a god and you got to face him, you got to the pearly gates, I don't think you'd walk up. I think they have an elevator. Um, what would you say? How would you respond to him? You know, if, if there is a God and I ever got to face him, I would be gobstruck. I, I, not, I wouldn't be able to talk. <laughs> I don't know that I would say anything. Brian, would you be able to talk? I don't know. Probably I mean, not. I'm like you. You know, I would be in awe. But I 
I feel like I would have to ask a similar question, not as nasty as he said on that uh, audio, but, but why? Why? Why would you allow children to suffer through these debilitating illnesses? And, you know, then the people that are parents of these kids, I, I don't understand that. Yeah, we do a, a, an event every year uh, to raise money for a children's hospital. And we've been doing it now, I think I've been doing it now for 15 years or 14 of the last 15 years. I've participated in this fundraiser because the uh, Children's Hospital in Columbia uh, will take anybody, no matter their financial situation, and they give care to not just the patient, but the patient's family. It's a fabulous uh, institution. And I have no problem supporting them uh, and, and raising money for them because they are so good. Kids in Springfield, Jefferson City, Lake of the Ozarks, Kansas City, come to this hospital in Columbia and get treated. Uh, and, and based on your financial position, doesn't matter. You could be broken to Ten Commandments. They will treat you. So I met this young lady. She had cancer and it was it was in her leg or her hip i can't remember she eventually ended up getting surgery uh they even removed her hip so when i met her she was probably 14 15 years old the most beautiful young lady i mean she was just she, she was just beautiful in every way when she talked the way she looked uh she had this uh, this way about her, and I thought, when this girl grows up, she is going to be a man killer. She is just she's going to have she's going to have to beat guys away with a club. Well, that cancer spread, and she didn't survive it. And every time I think of that girl, it just breaks my heart. This innocent, beautiful young lady with the world at her feet, with. The opportunity to set the world on fire. And she suffered through this cancer. They removed her leg. They removed part of her pelvis, I believe, in order to get rid of the hip. And it still spread. And it it took her life. And I'm every time I step to every time I do that fundraiser, I think of that young lady. God, the omniscient, all loving. Let her suffer. Why? Why would you do that to her? Why would you let people think Germany and the Nazis and what they did to the Jews and the gypsies? Why, God? Why would you do that? Good questions. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Or you can go to the Gary Nolan, uh, you can go to GaryNolan.com and uh, send uh, a message that way. No, uh, you know, no cookies, no, you don't have to sign up for anything. Um, and uh, I will get it right here in the studio. Callers, hang on the line because you are next. 
on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. I won't play the audio again, but I'll do a brief recap for people who just turned the radio on. Uh, a, a, a television host, Gabe Byrne, asked Stephen Fry uh, what he would say when he got to the pearly gates, and he talked about uh, why he doesn't believe there's a God, and he said, you know, there's uh, an insect whose entire life cycle is built on burrowing in behind children's eyes and eating from the inside out to blind them. Why would a loving God do that? Uh, I brought up uh, the Nazis and what they did to the Jews and the gypsies uh, with the, their concentration camps. Uh, and I, I brought up a young lady that I met uh, several years ago at a fundraiser uh, for a local hospital, children's uh, hospital here in Columbia, who struggled and suffered to survive, lost a leg, finally lost a hip, and still died of cancer. Beautiful young lady with a great future in front of her. Why would, if there's a loving God, why would he create this? You're a parent, you have children, you try to protect them. You try to make their lives as good as you can. You don't say, well, here, give me your hand, let's touch a hot stove. You go in the opposite direction. And that's his argument. So, the other part of the question is, and this was the, the heart of this thing, uh, what would you say when you got to the pearly gates? What would you say to God or St. Peter, whoever whoever is standing guard there? Uh, 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572, or go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message. Bill is first. Bill, welcome. How are you? Well, I'm just absolutely fine, and that <laughs> I've heard some silly stuff, but each each their own, that... Uh that little diatribe that he gave off. Here's the deal. There was a time. We were given a time. It was paradise, the Garden of Eden. There was nothing. Everything was fine. And we were told to do just, uh, or mankind was told just one thing. You know, not eat from the tree of life or the tree of knowledge. That's all they had to do. They were given that. And we were also given free choice. Were you given that choice? I'm sorry? Were you given that choice? Oh, no, but I come from the, uh, there was other things. As time went on, there was another time that God talked to man, according to the Bible. And it was so, uh, they, the people said, no, no, talk, talk, uh, you know, talk to, uh, 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 talk to this, <laughs> talk to him instead of us. He will give us your, uh, your message. But we've, uh, but, but here's the deal. We have got, uh, we, like I said, now we do have freedom of choice, and here's the thing. God could say, here's what I have did. I have given you a paradise. No, he hasn't given us a paradise. We have all of these maladies that strike innocent people, even little children who die of, from leukemia and cancer. So it's not exactly paradise. And, no, no, I'm and, and you, didn't, you weren't put in, in uh, the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were. They screwed up. You didn't. Why are the sins of the father being, you know? Well, that that uh, you're 100 percent right. This this is not paradise. We were given that. No, we weren't. Were, were you given paradise? When were you given paradise? Well, let, let me restate then. Mankind was given that. There was a time that mankind did have a paradise and was also given free will. And the, here's the, here's the part about it. I have 
I'll let me restate. I have been lucky. All right, listen, I, I'm, I'm falling behind. Bill, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Let me go to John. John, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm well, Gary. Thanks. So, um, I think that we as humans have a limited understanding um, of our world and of the God that created it. Um, I think that Stephen Fry was trying to make a moral argument based on his own morality, but then not allowing for a superior being that has its own morality. And, and so Stephen Fry and all of us look, look at everything around us with limited understanding. And I, I just think it's a difficult and maybe dangerous road to go down where we start trying to judge you know, if there's a God and he's all-knowing and um, omnipotent, omniscient, you know, everything, and we're trying to judge him based on our limited understanding, we don't, we don't see everything. We don't understand everything. Well, and it's, try, it's, I just think that's try, if you could, to explain why. Well, let me ask you this. Do you have kids? I do. And do you protect them? I do. Are we God's children? We are. Is he protecting us when he presents us with cancer and evil like uh, Adolf Hitler? Is is he? I think I think he is. Um, he may not be doing it the way we would do it. And there's there's levels of protection, right? If you save someone physically but allow them to be morally or mentally corrupted. You know, have you really saved them in in the ultimate sense, or did you just protect their body? I don't know all the answers. I just think that there's some things we don't understand, and that and that. I mean, God says in the Bible uh, that He is protecting us. I don't know to what extent or how or what the alternatives would be if He wasn't. But um, based on well, you know, if he's life, if he's omniscient and omnipotent and he loves us, mm -hmm. then he could create a world where those things don't happen. You might have temptation uh, from other people, but you wouldn't have these horrible, evil uh, events because he could stop it. And if he loves us, you'd stop it, wouldn't you? If your kids were being uh, you know, subjected to some kind of pain, uh, that you could stop, you'd stop it, right? Well, depending on the pain, I mean, pain is often a wonderful teacher. Well, you could I, teach. I do, want my, I do want my children to suffer just enough to learn the lessons that they need to learn. Wouldn't I, you I prefer ruin their lives? Wouldn't you prefer but, that they listen to you mm -hmm. and that they not suffer and have to go through that? I, I don't know. I don't know. This world is just so complex i i don't if you take a kid and who never suffers and has everything they'd ever wanted from the beginning that child usually does not turn out the most well-adjusted yeah but you'd be able to to fix that you'd be able to do that all right i gotta run john thank you i appreciate it glad to have you on the gary nolan show more on uh, stephen fry what he would say to god
and your response on the Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 935. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. We're going to talk about gas prices in a few minutes. Uh, but we are talking right now about this interview, Gay Burns uh, talking to Stephen Fry about God. And Brian and I have both suffered uh, incredible losses in the last couple of years. And I'm not going to go into anybody else's but my own. Uh, losing my sister, um, she was, uh, when we were very young, she was a few years older than me. She was my protector. Uh, as we got older, uh, our relationship grew closer. And I can't begin to tell you the devastation in my heart. Uh, there is a hole in my heart that I cannot fill. There is a vacuum where she was. And there is nothing. I'm not kidding you. There is nothing in this world that I wouldn't give up, including my own life, to see her again. That's how much I want to believe. However, there are things that go on that make me question this. And I can't escape the lack of logic in believing and that's why I'm kind of agnostic. I want to believe, I want to know she's there someplace. I want to know that she is happy. I want to know that she is in the presence of an omniscient, all-loving God. So don't think I'm coming at this from the, uh, uh, you know, gee, I'm a, a radical atheist. I, I'm not. I want very much to believe. But I don't understand how this loving God could let his children suffer the way they do. Uh, Nick at GaryNolan.com. I hope someone doesn't come on and say it's a test. Jimmy, answers to questions about God are in the Bible. Paraphrasing, the Bible says man's disobedience set in motion pain and suffering. Well, was that your disobedience? That little girl that died of cancer, did, was she disobedient? Are the sins of the father being passed along to the great, 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 great grandson? I don't think that logic holds up. Regarding what to say of God, if the <clears throat> deity is fully responsible and omnipotent, uh, or simply allowing the veil of, this veil of tears because of the fall, I'd say I have nothing to say to you after what I've seen in several places especially what people do to one another. Nihilism has been a lifelong issue for me. Drew says uh, we were all given a lifetime, be it 10 minutes or 100 years. Yeah, but you, you don't want your children that you love to suffer. Saturday, October 8th, and Verizon. Dwayne, I will... I'll have to chat with Brian about this a little later because uh, I'm not sure I can uh, do this. Saturday, October 8th, fundraiser Brooklyn Smith uh, will be held at Optimist Building in Ashland from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Josh Ryan's daughter. Yeah, we will do this. Josh Ryan's daughter. Uh, I don't know if you're allowed to announce this on the air. Um, Josh Ryan is such a great guy. Such a great guy. But it's another case of somebody suffering that shouldn't. Just saying. To the phones we go, and we start off with Joe. Hello, Joe. How are you? 
Not bad, Gary. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Hey, you know, it's an easy thing for an atheist, and especially a lazy atheist, to say that we have a maniacal, evil God because they're suffering in the world. But the truth is, like your first caller said, God created the world to be absolutely perfect, and it was absolutely perfect until we, in, in our human frailty, screwed it up and allowed sin to come into the world. Now, sin is a is a separation from God. So we willingly separated ourselves from when, this When did you do this? When did you do this, Joe? Uh, I, I personally didn't do it. So, so why are you but, suffering because of something that Adam did a couple thousand because, years ago? Because I'm part of the human race. And at the time when this happened... Adam and Eve were the entire human race. And this this falling out was so egregious that it carries on for all generations. So the sins of the father are visited upon the son. In this case, yes. I think we're all equally culpable. Um, how could you, you, know, how I, could you I, possibly be culpable for something that happened thousands of years ago? Okay, remember that we were in a paradise that God created for us. So so this sin, this, separ this intentional separation was so egregious, it, it affects the entire human race. Now, at that time... Is that logical even? I mean, look, genetically, you might be linked to him, but, but you think that something that they did, that an all-loving God would say, I am so upset with what you did, that forever, all of your children, all of their children, on infinitum, will all suffer. I'm ruining the world because of this. Well, no, God didn't say that. God set down the parameters and told them very specifically not to do this sin. They chose of their own accord to do this sin. And you also have to know that, I mean, we're not dealing with genetics here. I mean, there's a physical plane and there's a spiritual plane, and those two things while they exist you know sometimes together they also exist separately and what we're talking about here is something that's on the spiritual plane well it, it now a loving god has decided because two people a couple thousand years ago screwed the pooch he's decided in all his love to punish you and me no the yes. two people decided in all of their weakness to punish you and me. We brought this on ourselves. Oh, we did on us. We okay, didn't. They, you and I weren't yeah. alive then. We weren't even we, a twinkle in anybody's eye back then. <laughs> we right. didn't. They they brought it upon us. The loving God created the universe, created, created this, this fallible to, these two fallible beings right. and then said whatever you do uh wrong, uh, we're going to punish the rest of the world for it, uh for forever. Until I come back, and that that parameter that was that was already set up. They chose to go against that. God God is pure love and created us in pure love. But pure love also demands freedom. They had to be free to choose to do what they did. Pure well, love you, also demands justice, Gary. It it, it demands justice, and, well, and it's we injustice. are living. It is injustice to punish. Us for something they did. Yeah, you and I didn't do it, but you and I are part of this human race. But that's not an excuse for punishing us. us for something we didn't do. It was clearly stated up front that if you guys do this, you are going to bring this upon the world 
forever, and we're still living so with So God set up the parameters the so that two people could screw the pooch for all of us. <laughs> God set up the parameters so that two people would have the freedom to choose their own destiny. That no, he, they chose our destiny. If, if this is true, they didn't choose their destiny. They chose our destiny. And God right. set it up so yes. that they could, knowing they were fallible. He knew yes, but they were fallible. That's right. But asking them to do one thing that they were unable to do. Why I mean, would he, why would he set them up like agree? that? Would you agree that that was a perfectly reasonable request on the part of God? No, not with those consequences. It's unreasonable for, for a loving, all-knowing God to plant two fallible beings and say the, the fate of humanity for time infinitum rests on your shoulders, knowing full well, because he can see the future, that it's going to fail. All right. Joe, thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Martha, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm blessed, Gary. Um, and I'm blessed by God. And he is an all-loving God. And if you know, you read the Bible. No one mentions Satan, Lucifer. Lucifer was his angel. And he wanted Lucifer to have everything. But Lucifer turned against God and <clears throat> tempted Adam and Eve. And it's Lucifer's fault. God gave them a choice. Lucifer talked them into it. Did God he know did that Lucifer? One. Did God know Lucifer existed? He certainly did. He created. And did he know that Lucifer was going to do what he did? Yes, Lucifer. So had why did he? Why did? So why did God send Adam and Eve down there, down here, to this Garden of Eden, knowing full well that Lucifer was going to corrupt them? And make us suffer for time infinitum. Lucifer was a beautiful angel at one time, but he turned against God and he wanted to be God. Yeah, but so that doesn't explain. Is, that doesn't explain why God. Yes, it does. Yes, no, it does. no, we God. Have a choice. God you and I knew. have a choice, Gary. You God, and I have a choice. We can God, either serve Lucifer or we can serve God. God uh, knew in advance that this experiment was going to fail. No, he didn't. Well, he knows everything, doesn't he? Of course he does. Well, then he he knew that. He was an almighty God himself, Lucifer. And your sister, if she's in heaven, the main thing she wants for you to do to know that there is a loving God, and if you serve him, you will see her again and live in paradise with her forever and ever. You've changed the subject. All right. No, I'm not. Yeah, you have, Martha. I, I, you, you said that God knew in advance that this whole Adam and Eve thing was going to fail because of Lucifer. He no, Lucifer tricked them into eating. Yeah, the but God knew that that was going to happen. God's omniscient. At, that was in that was in paradise. But God's they omniscient. Made a choice. God's made a choice. God's omniscient. He knew the choice they would make. Anyone that serves Lucifer is going to go to hell. There is a hell. But you that's changing. You're changing the subject again. I am not. Lucifer, and who is the devil, he wants everybody to go to hell with him. He yeah, I understand all that, Martha. Him. Martha, well, sweetheart. If you understand it, then I, I, you know that God wants you with him. But if God, God knows everything in advance, he knows everything. 
He's omniscient. And he puts Adam and Eve down here in this experiment that he knows, because he's omniscient, is going to fail. He knows that Lucifer is going to come in and tempt them. And Lucifer does, and he's living in this world today. He's the one that causing all this chaos. God is a loving God, and if we serve him, we will go to heaven to be with him one day. All right. And if we don't serve him, we're going to have the other choice. You're going to go to hell and serve Lucifer. Okay. Martha, thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. Really do. Glad to have you with us. I don't know. A lot of questions, a lot of answers. <laughs> Beer is proof. God loves us. Okay, Job. Thank you. It's the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It's uh, 9.52, and uh, I got a response. I got several responses. I, uh, I'll try to get to as many as I can. Lynn says, hi, Gary. God never said there wouldn't be pain and suffering or heartache in this world. Yes, he did. That's what the Garden of Eden was. It was daffodils and butterflies. Everything was just wonderful. And he set up this experiment. He put these two uh, flawed beings on the earth. If I and if I'm if I'm got if I've got any of this wrong, uh, by all means correct me. He puts Adam and Eve down on that Garden of Eden and says, "Whatever you do, you know, don't bite the apple." And because he knows everything, when he put them there, he already knew that Lucifer was coming along and would convince them to bite the apple. And on top of that, the dirty little trick is, knowing all that, he says, and you talk about a guilt trip. If you do that for the rest of time, uh, men and women and children will suffer. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You knew in advance this was the end. This was what would happen in the end. You gave him paradise. Knowing full well you'd yank it away because you knew, because you're omnipotent, that Satan was going to seduce them into biting the apple. And then you lay that guilt trip on them. Holy Toledo, Eve, do you realize that forever, everybody that ever gets born is going to have to suffer through this because we bit the apple? I'm surprised they didn't commit suicide. Uh, let me see. Uh, Mary says, uh, Gary, do you really think that anyone gets to graduate from earth school without taking tests and learning lessons. No person or soul ever grows without facing adversity. My view is outside of mainstream religion. But even the most loving parents know the best lessons are learned through experience. Sometimes horrible experiences. No, I don't think most parents want their, their children to learn a lesson through a horrible experience. They want to give them the tools to avoid those things, to avoid that pain. Uh, I only know that I uh, all I see in here was created by someone or something greater than myself, says Michael. Uh, let's see here. We suffer for Adam and Eve. Would they have been glorified apes, lesser than Neanderthal in intelligence, if they, the first humans... We've been given another chance, but that requires worshiping. <clears throat> Gary, I'm in the same boat as you, agnostic, and really want there to be a higher power. However, I can't reconcile how an all-loving, all-powerful deity could allow suffering of small children, especially 
And this is what makes me doubt the most when a child or a baby is what? Uh, this happens all the time. I'm not even... Uh, even recently here in Missouri, I asked uh, every Christian to explain this. to were raped at death. I don't understand what that means. Uh, hopefully it doesn't mean what it sounds like. Gary, there are no happy answers here. Once you add in the omniscience of God, he knew Adam and Eve would fail. He designed them to fail. If I poison a bowl of candy, place it on my coffee table and tell my toddler not to eat it, I'll go to prison when that toddler eats the candy and dies. We hold ourselves to a higher standard than the apologists will hold God in this regard. I got a bunch more, but I'm going to go get some phone calls because this is talk radio. Pat, I got two minutes. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, Gary, this really comes down to a few things. One, God uh, created the heavens and the earth, and he did it perfectly. But then he gave rulership and authority over the kingdoms of the world to Adam. And when Adam sinned, he handed it over to the adversary, the devil. He is the cause of the corruption and the attacks. But didn't God know that was going to happen? Absolutely, but it had to be So why did he let that happen? I'm trying to answer that. had to be available for you to have free will. The adversary has free will. You have free will. And God has always made it available to believe him to overcome any of the obstacles that ever take place in life. And it is a requirement of believing. And earlier you made a statement, well, wouldn't you rather teach your kids and have them listen to you? Well, that's exactly what God has done. He said, listen to me, listen to me. In Jeremiah uh, 2.13, he lays out two evils that people have done. One, they've forsaken him, the fountain of living waters. See, a fountain is an endless supply. And you can walk up to that fountain anytime and drink. God freely giving to you all the time. And not only have they forsaken that fountain, walked away from the truths of God and what he's trying to tell you for your benefit, but then they try to make their own way through life. All right, well, I'm, I'm short on time, but what you've just explained to me is that God uh, put them on the magic carpet and then yanked it out from under them and no, knew that he was going that. to yank he it out from no, under them. No, no, no. God sure always gave. God always gave a way out. Didn't he know in advance that they would fail? I don't care about their Well, failure. if he I knew that they were going to fail, why would he set them up with that? He gave you the ability to believe. But uh, if I believe, not to if believe, I believe, that won't stop believe? that little girl from dying of cancer. Absolutely, it does. If her parents no, it doesn't. believe because her parents are responsible, if she's believing, that's going to be uh, eliminated. The problem No, is it's not eliminated. The girl suffered. She suffered horribly for at least two years that I knew her and still died. All right, Pat, I got to go, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you for the call. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.